Jazz. Schools. Also going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports, wife carrying. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome on into the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Jason Walker. Thanks for tuning in on a Friday, wherever you may be, wherever you may be headed. You can tune in and uh, join the show on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. We're also on the 106.9 The Fan mobile app, which is free and easy to download. Or stream us online, 106.9thefan.com. Uh, the Full Court Press text line is open, 435-339-0321 if you want to chime in. Uh, keeping an eye on what's going on right now between the Utah Jazz and the L.A. Clippers in the Summer League. Justin Bean taking on the Jazz. It's kind of a fun opportunity for him. Uh, how it's, you know, Some Jazz players are kind of standing out so far in the first half, so we'll Talk a little bit about that and see how the second half uh, continues. It's on ESPN2 if you're near a television to watch it. Uh, Max Schulga is in Europe participating in the uh, EuroLeague U20 basketball tournament. So we'll hear from him. His games begin early tomorrow morning. Utah State sent out a link on social media on how you can follow along, how you can watch the games. So that's exciting. And then this, the latest on Donovan Mitchell, um, you know, any any progress in trade talks there. And also, our top 25 Aggies for this upcoming season will begin today. We'll start counting down today on our top 25 Aggies for the upcoming football season. Yep, lots to get to today. And <laughs> the top 25 kind of coming out of nowhere. We didn't, uh, we didn't tease that enough except for... Uh... Today, you might have heard that in the tease yeah. if you're listening this morning. Uh, on social media, but we kept forgetting to tease it during the show. But at 425, every day that we have a show, we will unveil the latest in our top 25 of Aggie football players for this upcoming season. Yeah, get a good chance to view all the top players in what we believe is the order. You know, we had a few different people here voting on it, so... These are what we believe are the top 25 players. You get to highlight them, talk about what kind of role they're going to have here at Utah State this season, and you know which ones, which guys are going to be the stars you're looking for because a lot of these guys are somewhat new faces. A lot of the stars from last year left that graduated. So there's going to be a few new faces, a lot of familiar ones, particularly at the top. You'll recognize a few at the top. But there's definitely some new names you're going to want to look out for, and, and you'll hear them right here, 425. Yes, so that'll be fun. And uh, love to get your participation on that as you hear us uh, count it down and unveil it. Um, love to get your reactions to it, too. Because uh, so you're right, Jason. This is about w- who's coming back, who are the newcomers, but what do we think and perceive their impact will be on the team for this upcoming season. We saw what they did last year. 
We saw what some of them did in spring ball. We know what some of them have done in other places. So there are holes that need to be filled, advancements that need to be made, growth. And so uh, it's going to be fun uh, to get us ready and ramped up for Utah State football. Uh, we're going to have uh, some interesting things to discuss next week as well with Mountain West Media Days taking place Wednesday and Thursday in Las Vegas. They will unveil the predicted order of finish and the preseason recognitions for individual players, the preseason All-Mountain West, the offense, defense, etc. So it's a, it, we're really getting, to, getting into a really fun time of the year where we have a little bit more teeth to what we can discuss and, and talk about getting closer to the football season. Yeah, especially with fall camp coming up and and the rosters are finally getting finalized. There's you know another, we're not waiting on people to finally come in and say okay this guy's not here yet this guy's not here yet so we can finally just really get into it. We have an idea of what these teams are. We're getting to hear from the coaches and players so you can really start making some actual predictions, which will be out you know out the window in like three weeks. But you know. We can still make these predictions. <laughs> yes. So uh, stay tuned. That's coming up at 425. Uh, and we will make sure we, we hit that benchmark every day here on the show. Uh, and as a reminder, if you happen to miss a, a show or miss the countdown on one of our days, you can always go back and listen to our podcasts. We make them available wherever you subscribe to podcasts to search for the Full Court Press um, and uh, or search for my name. We need to get Jason Walker into the. It, we're working on. I'm like on the page now. The, it says Eric and Jason. Yes, we're on the web page now. So to get Jason, we, we've more. got that there. We'll work on the rest of it to the uh, uh, the uh, universe there. Um, but uh, you can also <laughs> find our podcasts on our website 1069thefan.com uh, or on the app that can be found on the uh, 1069thefan mobile app. So multiple places to go find it and to go back and listen after the fact. So let, while we're talking Aggies, let's talk about Max Shulga. Great opportunity to not only compete for his national team, and that's a great honor for anybody uh, to play for their national team, but certainly yeah, it, it is a, a really special opportunity to play for Ukraine with everything that's going on. It's a really cool opportunity for him to do that. But he gets to compete on on a on a stage with some really good teams and uh, enhance his game, improve his level of competition, and, um, and, and come back to Utah State in the fall, late fall, as an improved player against some high-level competition. This is more than just scrimmages in a gym. Yeah, it's real competitive basketball. These guys really take this seriously. Uh, obviously, it's just kind of U twenty, so obviously it's it's a youth program, not so much you know the the big FIBA, you know, actual world championships. But you know, these guys do take this seriously. And they have a lot of pride in their countries, and so they play really hard. It's not like the U S. When the U S. goes over, they like don't even try because oh, we're the best, you know, and so we don't even have to try. We assemble a team with Kevin Durant and LeBron James and Damian Lillard and. You know, yeah. But these guys are actually really going hard. They're really trying, and so they get a chance to play volume minutes. A guy like Max Scholga can play volume minutes. He's probably one of the better players on the team, and so he's going to get a chance to, you know, tr- 
try out some things that he may not be able to do in the system when he's at Utah State when he's not one of the top players. And so it helps him not just expand his game, but to like kind of perfect some of those things when he's expanding his game. Because you know, when you're in practice, you do a lot of things that you don't do in games, but you don't get that, you know, that game experience of doing that where you, have, you try it in the crucible. Here he can try and do some of those things. Do a few things and try it out in real game situations that he can take back to Utah State and say, all right, I did this in some games. I was successful at it. Maybe he can let me do it here. And then, you know, you get better. Uh, appreciation to Kyle Cottom, Utah State Media Relations, uh, making available to us this audio with Max Shulga, an interview that was done with him. Uh, we actually we made that interview available on our podcast feed. Uh, but it, it's interesting you brought up practice because this is one of the things that really stood out to me in the interview uh, just the other day is that when it, it, here in, in Logan, it, Utah State, in a university system, Division One system that's governed by the NCAA, there are certain rules uh, and limits to how much time you can have any individual player in the gym for a variety of positive reasons. Makes sense. Yeah, those, those regulations are there for a reason. Yes. But in international play, uh, those limits are gone. <laughs> so- no days off. No days off. So, uh, this is no rest till Brooklyn. But they're in, uh, they're in, what are they, Montenegro? That's where they're hanging out. But this is uh, Max Shulga talking about just the, the change that he's uh, seeing in, in the uh, perspective with practice and how that's affecting him and his teammates. Back in Utah State, we only can do like maybe like an hour, hour 15 a day, four times a week because of the limits. Uh, but here there is no no rules like the coach whatever coach tells you to do uh, like like there is no no limit on hours or or anything of how long you can practice so like we're just going just trying to because we only get one month to to prepare uh it's not a lot of time we need to squeeze in a lot of like offensive stuff and defensive stuff uh like and also not a lot of time to work on on individual skills either because it's all all uh, team stuff. So you got to work on individual stuff before or after practice while doing two hours of team practices as well. No, spending a lot of time in the gym, a couple hours a day uh, working on offensive sets, defensive sets, and then when that's over, staying around in the gym to work on his own individual skill level improvement. Yeah, and it sounds like it's a great opportunity to kind of increase your basketball IQ, so to speak, or at least expand your uh, capacity because you basically have to learn a new offensive and defensive system because it's not what he was running at Utah State. So he has to learn all this new stuff from his new coach, cram it in there, well, hopefully you also retain the stuff you ran at Utah State. So, you know, kind of expand his mind there along with the, the on-court stuff. Right, and one of the other aspects of it, too, is uh, there – there's a shot clock that is uh, it's similar to the NBA. So there are there are slight differences in how this uh, this tournament is run and how these games will be played. The defense um, is like there's more emphasis on defense and because um, the shot clock is 24 seconds instead of 30, uh, you could say that it's like kind of more like faster kind of so that like 
by the time you cross the half court, you already have like like 16, 15 seconds when in college you have like you may have 24 because it starts at 30. So you get more offensive possessions and uh, uh, just the pace of the game, I would say, is uh, a little bit faster. Yeah, it's a faster-paced game. The defensive style is different, probably a little more aggressive physical defense, um, So, which are all good things, I think, in helping a player improve his game to be a, a more impactful player when he comes back to Utah State. Yeah, you like to be able to see a player that's capable of playing faster because theoretically, if they can play faster, then they can play maybe a little slower. You can maybe try and play both. Um, so if if you can play like being forced to be sped up, if you can play comfortably when you're forced to be sped up, then that can be helpful when you slow it back down. So all right, okay, it's harder to then speed you up and like get you off get you off your game. Because that's what some teams will try and do is they'll force you to speed up, and that makes you uncomfortable. But if you've already practiced that kind of being forced to be sped up, then you know that's basically preparation. It's its own kind of preparation in a way. Yeah, no, that's that's, I like that. And one of the other things that's kind of interesting too, just the level of competition, which we've kind of alluded to here, is is going to be good for Max. Uh, these are, uh, it's an interesting group of countries that are participating. Of uh, twenty four, no, uh, what is it? Four groups of four. I guess it's sixteen. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's sixteen. So. Sixteen teams, uh, and they're in four different pods. And so the the pod that uh, Ukraine is in is uh, the, the teams that, that he'll play first, and then they break out of pod play, but uh, is the Czech Republic, Lithuania, and Spain. Spain is the number two team in, the, in that age group in FIFA. Yeah. Uh, Lithuania is number seven. Czech Republic is 52. Ukraine's world rank is 41. Yeah. So they're kind of in the, in the, uh, the bottom end of that. They're the two weaker teams with... Lithuania and Spain obviously being the, the two toughest teams. So, yeah, this will be a really good chance. You know, for Shogun going against Lithuania and Spain, it's like that is just about collegiate-level competition, some of these guys. Maybe not quite. Where these, like, U20 FIBA tournaments are, it's kind of difficult to say, like, are they quite college-level? They're above high school, obviously. Yes. So it's kind of tricky to place, but when you're talking about the second-ranked U20 team, then you're getting pretty dang close to that college-level um, talent. Uh, and here's Max talking about that uh, level of competition that he'll be facing over the next uh, about a week, week and a half. Being in Division A is definitely a very good competition, really close to college, good players. Yeah, and really he said that um, even though Czech – is the Czech Republic is a lower ranked team than Ukraine right now? He still holds them in high regard, and is uh, yeah. The Spain and Lithuania are historically strong basketball programs with those countries and how they have development and and talent in those countries. Yeah. So it'll be fun opportunity for him. Yeah, well, though if the website I was looking at is accurate, the last time Ukraine and Spain played, it was back in 2018. But last time the two teams played, Ukraine won. So, although Spain won like the previous three times before that, but you know, they don't play each other very often. I'll say that it was like every three years or so. But and certainly, uh, we started with 
you know, the, the thought that you know, it's got to have, you know, this interesting emotion to be able to play for a team like Ukraine that's in the middle of being invaded by a foreign country. And uh, what th- what's that like for him to do that and to put on and just generally putting on the jersey of your country, being able to play for your country, period. Uh, and uh, here's one of uh, two segments on that from Max Shulga. You're playing against another country, so you, it's like a battle of countries, basically. Like, uh, like obviously you're playing basketball, but like deep deep down inside is like you want to show that you're better. You know, like is that I don't I don't know how to explain it. Honestly, you gotta feel it feel it yourself. But there's just something about it about wearing that wearing that um, uh, jersey with the name of your country on it. It's so special. That is really cool. Yeah, and there really are a few things that really unite people and kind of bring out patriotism in sports. It is kind of a weird thing because, like, you know, it's a bunch of people bouncing a ball on a wood court and throwing it into a hoop. Like, why does that, you know, get you all feeling patriotic? But it does, you know. And, and so it's really special for these guys that in one of their ways they can really feel that patriotism for their country is playing basketball. Right, and he kind of expounds on that as well. Um, even in these exhibition games that we've played in the friendly games, um, <clears throat> it still felt like uh, still meant meant that much more to to play against them and um, put on their jersey and just compete. You know, uh, represent the country. There is nothing yeah. nothing they can compare to, it. especially in in times like these. Like that's the most the most I can do right now. Uh, for my country, represent uh, in the European Championship. So that's what I'm going to do. And that's what we're all, all going to do. Yeah, it definitely does hit different because obviously when we're talking about you know, the United States, we put on our, you know, the red, white, and blue, and we go do whatever sport we're doing. There's feelings of patriotism. We, we get all riled up. Ukraine is a country that's fighting for its very existence as a country, its own sovereignty, its existence. So it it's going to hit completely different. Well, and a lot of these guys had to get special waivers to even leave their country to participate in this tournament. Normally if you're if you're between 16 and was it 16 and 60, you and if you're a male, you can't leave the country because they may need you to be pressed into to service to fight for your your freedom. Yeah. So they had to have some special exceptions be- through their Olympic committee and their Olympic organization to allow them give a waiver to leave the country for up to 90 days uh, before they could come back. Now, Max Shulga has been out of the country for a while, a couple of years now. But for those who are there in the country that wanted to play in this tournament, they had to receive those special exceptions to leave um, and to, in order to even participate in this. Yeah, it makes him wonder if he's going to have teammates that have been on the front lines, so to speak. Maybe not on the front front lines, but you know. Well, uh, the question was asked of him. I didn't, I didn't cut that, but uh, there really there aren't any teammates that are from the eastern part of the country that's okay. in a mess right now. Um, and so they're all aware of what's going on, but there aren't any specific teammates from that region that's uh, been mostly affected. Not too many that are personally affected, right. at least where they're living at. Correct. Okay. 
Still. Yeah, still. It's, it's like your country is being attacked. It's like, you know, if, if the eastern United States was being attacked, we'd be like, oh, it doesn't impact us here, but it would. Yeah. It would It would Going impact on. us. We would, we would feel it. That's for darn sure. So uh, if you want to follow along, uh, the uh, he competes tomorrow morning at 6.15 a.m. <coughs> against Czech Republic. And their next game is on Sunday at 10.45 a.m., so you don't have to wake up quite as early. And on Monday, they play Spain back again at 6.15 in the morning. Tuesday's a rest day, and then Wednesday begins the out-of-pool play. So how you did in your pool depends on you know, how, who you face going forward starting on Wednesday. And then uh, after that, a couple of those games are done. Then they start to winnow it down and do a quarterfinals, semifinals, and championship. Yeah. So And I believe they post all these things on YouTube. So like, if you don't really want to wake up at what, 6.15, you can watch it later. And it's a great opportunity because it's something that I've been able to do. You know, a lot of these international guys that Utah State brings in, they've brought in several of them over the last few years. You're able to get a really good look at these kids based off of these FIBA games. You know, it's where I got my first look at Max Chogos when he was playing in the U18 FIBA. You know, Z Himoda, I got my first look at him. Shimon Zapala, Nimiish Keta. All these guys they bring in from over, uh, over in Europe or Asia or whatnot, and they play in these FIBA tournaments. You get a good chance to look who they really are in volume minutes as opposed to, you know, some of these guys coming, you know, Z Himoda barely plays. Max Shogo doesn't play really much in his first couple of years. So you can get a look, really good look at who these players are before they really step into a role at Utah State. Yeah, that's a great point. And it's a, it's not not <coughs> quite like collegiate-level competition, but it's it's high-level competition. It's good competition. Yeah, it's like kind of high school all-stars-level competition. I don't, And again, that may not be the best comparison, but it's about the best I can imagine. It, it's hard to really draw a direct comparison from FIBA basketball to what we have in the U.S. because it's some weird place in the middle of high school and collegiate. True. Uh, all right, uh, we're going to take a timeout here in the Full Court Press. Coming up here in just a few minutes, we'll get into our top 25 Aggies of the 2022 football season. Begin our countdown today. Uh, and uh, who's first on our list as we inch closer uh, day by day to the start of the football season? That's coming up next on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in Providence in a beautiful new office complex at 2245 North, 400 East North Logan, just south of the Cash Valley Hospital. The entire staff and doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art facility. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North, 400 East North Logan. Go to CashValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. This is Gene Needham of S.E. Needham Jewelers. If you are in the market for a diamond engagement ring, I would like to personally invite you to visit our store. With our beautiful selection of rings and broad diversity in style, you are sure to find a ring you'll love. You'll enjoy our quiet atmosphere as you view our beautiful selection of diamonds. We grade each diamond twice in order to assure exactness in the diamonds we present. Shop and compare, and then come to the Diamond Engagement Ring Store, where Utah gets engaged. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, S.E. Needham Jewelers. Middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. 
Hi, this is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. At White Pine, we value compassion, integrity, and service. We are committed to serving you and treating your family as our family. We will be here when you need us most to listen, to help, and to provide exactly what your circumstances require. At White Pine, we promise to dedicate our time and attention to you and your family. We invite you to come by and meet us. We're confident you'll feel a difference. Don't get caught without power to your home or business. This is Tyler with Golden Spike Electric. We offer Generac backup generators to keep your home or business warm, avoiding frozen pipes, loss of valuable food, or even a flooded basement. Golden Spike Electric is certified and factory trained, so you know it will be installed right and properly maintained. Contact Golden Spike Electric so you'll never be without power again. Online at gsegenerators.com. We also service other brands. Golden Spike Electric and Generac. Power you can count on. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio. The Fan. Grantham Mobile Automotive Repair is on the go and ready to get your car repair tackled quickly. Locally owned and operated, Grantham Mobile Automotive will come to you. 435-229-4345. So we're uh, just about a month away, really. A little by a month and a few days, month and a half ish, leading up to the Utah State football season. <coughs> Kickoff is uh, the first game is August 27th. So, yeah, I guess a month and a half-ish. Yeah, it's like a month and 12 days or something like that. But in preparation for that and getting ready for the start of the football season, we are going to be counting down the top 25 Aggies for this upcoming season uh, based on a collection of votes, not just my selection or Jason's selection. Uh, we voted. We put our own list together. We enlisted the help of the KVNU game day crew to get their expertise and uh, compile the list of votes from a number of people to put together our top 25 Aggies coming into this uh, football season. And each day at 425, we will begin the countdown leading up to the number one player. And that will be revealed on August was that 19th. And uh, before that first, that last final week of the off season, and uh, really that will conclude the off season because that next week is all about leading up to game number one. Yeah. Then it's game week. It's, it's not the off season week. anymore. It's game week. So without further ado, number twenty-five in our top twenty-five Aggies for two thousand twenty-two. Number 25 on our Cash Valley Media Group's list of the top 25 Aggies is John Gentry. The junior running back wears number two. He is from Houston, Texas, 5'10 and 195 pounds, has played in his Aggie career 18 games and rushed for 268 total yards, had a 41-yard run against Boise State last year and had 57 yards rushing in that game. He was a three-star recruit, 52nd best high school running back in the nation as he was recruited to Utah State. His dad played football at Santa Clara University. Number 25 on the list is John Gentry, the Aggie running back.
So John Gentry, did that surprise you to see him in the top 25 and at his current position? Not too much. I almost, I, I didn't include him on my voting list, but he near, I nearly put him at 25. Like that's about where I was thinking of putting him. So it doesn't surprise me at all that he makes it here. He's a projected backup running back, could have a solid role this season. So not surprising that he makes it. And then, you know, with 25, you're looking at most of the starters and you get into kind of the two deep at some positions. For me, uh, the reason why I see John Gentry is uh, in that top 25 field is with the uh, the departure of Helelion Noah, uh, he is likely to play a larger role. He had some big games for Utah State last year. Uh, some games where we didn't see much of him, but this is that year for him to take that next step. He'll be a junior in the program. He had a couple of games that he uh, had some big plays. As Al Lewis mentioned there, of course, thanks to him for helping us produce this, but uh, a big game in the opener at Washington State, 47 rushing yards there, uh, 57 yards against Boise State, and uh, has shown the ability, not a lot, but has shown the ability that he can catch the ball out of the backfield. So he, he has that opportunity to be a versatile back to help Utah State. Yeah, we've seen him in a couple of moments be an impact guy. Uh, for instance, in that Boise State game, most of those 57 yards came on pretty much one drive. He had, I think, 53 of those 57 came on one drive that ended in Utah State's only field goal, their only points of that game. Uh, a lot of that was in a 41-yard rush, which was, you know, the bulk of that drive. Um, but he had several other solid runs in that drive as well. And in the Washington State game, he had a, he had a couple of impact drives. We had like 17 rushing yards, 10 receiving yards on one drive, set up a field goal, had 26 rushing yards on one of Utah State's late touchdown drives. So he's had moments. He was the third running back, so he didn't get too many opportunities. But on a few of the opportunities he had, like at least three, he was a good running back and helped push drives, converting first downs and and doing the things that Utah State needs from a running back. Uh, this, is, uh, most, this is a guy who most of the time that he's – that he has seen action for Utah State is um, mostly between the 40s. So he's more of a middle-of-the-field back. Uh, but he has that ability to spread things out a little bit more. And I think, that for me, it's the uh, mostly because of the absence of Elelion Noah and just seeing him take that next step, seeing what he did in the spring and what his potential is, justifies having him in the top 25. Yeah, I think he could really step up and have, you know, Calvin Tyler Jr. is expected to be, you know, kind of the number one guy. But, you know, you definitely need a good number two guy. You know, especially in college, you can really have that one-two punch, and it can be an extremely valuable thing to have. There's room to have two really good running backs on a college team. And so Gentry is going to get that chance to prove himself. Right, and I don't – he may not be the de facto number two backup running back. Yeah, I think there's going to be competition there. But I think because of uh, his experience and kind of how he's developed, I, I think he's probably in in front of others for that role. But um, I think it's going to be really interesting to see that running back competition play out of the fall. Yeah, see, the fact that he's not like the considered number two back, and there's been comments from coaches and things like that and in different previews, guys who have already talked to them, they say, you know, Behind Tyler, it's like we're not 100% sure who's the number two guy, and they might do it by committee. That's kind of why I didn't put Jedry at 25 on my list. I didn't want to include him because I'm like, I'm not sure he's actually the number two guy right now. Could be and could play a big role. So we'll see. 
Uh, what do you think? Worthy of being included <laughs> in the top 25? Love to get your thoughts. 435-339-0321 on our full court press text line. Uh, 9315 sharing uh, the text. The top 25 Aggies thing is awesome. Love the commentary. Great stuff. Thank you. Appreciate that. Also, 5452 going back. Uh, we didn't get to this earlier, but um, in reference to our website and making the changes and getting Jason on there and recognized, 5452 says, I'm glad the creepy pick of Eric and Ajay has been replaced on the website. Still miss Ajay. Uh, we miss Ajay, too. But, um, but yeah, that was a creepy photo that split our faces. Yeah, whose idea was one. that? I'll give you one guess whose idea that was. <laughs> Was it really Ajay's idea? <laughs> yes, that was that was Ajay's idea. That's amazing. He saw the movie poster for uh, Godzilla versus Kong or whatever that movie. Is was. Is that called. how they did the movie poster for Godzilla? Kong, <laughs> what, what I forget the name. How they phrase that? Yeah, he wanted to do something similar. Thought that would be cool. <laughs> but it'd be cooler if you were Godzilla and King Kong. <laughs> I don't think I don't either, know that we can claim. I don't think either of you guys fit the physique. No, no. <laughs> the physique? No. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. Uh okay, so uh Monday we'll reveal number twenty four on our top twenty five Aggies for twenty two with some commentary why we believe they uh, that that player deserves that spot, uh, and how they might be able to impact the team this upcoming season. Um we do have some honorable mentions and I I left that list at my desk. Yeah, I left the list at my desk. We so, might have to get to that. So I don't even know who point. number 24 is. I got to find it. Yeah, well, we'll get to the honorable mentions. Those who did receive some uh, votes and some attention, <laughs> but didn't quite crack our top 25. Uh, another timeout here in the full court press. Another look in on what's going on with the Jazz and the Clippers. And then uh, also looking at the, the latest in the, the Donovan Mitchell sweepstakes. Is New York going to be willing to pay what the Jazz want? Uh, are there other places where Donovan Mitchell may end up? And any other major deals? Because there was one major deal last night in the NBA. We'll get to that coming up next on the Full Court Press. For the second year in a row, Advance Heating and AC is honored to be named Gold Medalist for Best of Northern Utah in the AC and HVAC category. They thank you for your support and vote of confidence in their company. You have many choices when it comes to your home's heating and air conditioning system. Make sure you choose the gold medal winning company, Advance Heating and AC. Call 752-7272 or stop by their showroom west of DI online at advanceheating-ac.com. The results are in for the 2022 Best of Northern Utah Contest. Presented by Campbell Snacks, home of Pepperidge Farm. Pick up your free copy of the Winner's Magazine. Pickup locations are listed at bestofnorthernutah.com. Over 600,000 votes were cast to determine gold and silver winners in 185 business categories. Help congratulate these businesses and let's support all of our local businesses. And thank you for participating in the 2022 Best of Northern Utah Contest. Best of Northern Utah. Loveland Living Planet Aquarium takes us outside our everyday lives into a world of discovery. It's a chance to explore our innate curiosity, discover animals from around the world, and experience the all-new outdoor plaza and eco. More to explore at Loveland Living Planet Aquarium. Reserve your visit at thelivingplanet.com. 
How many years has it been since you were married? One year? Ten years? Longer? This is Jarrett from Jarrett's Fine Jewelry. No matter how many years it's been, you always remember just how you felt. Show her you love her all over again with something special from Jarrett's. We can help you surprise her or bring her in and you can pick it out together. Maybe it's restyling the old ring or upgrading to a larger diamond that she just may have hinted about. No matter how many years it's been, let us help make it special on your anniversary. Jarrett's Fine Jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jarrett's. This is Ryan at My Mattress, a mattress store recently closed right next door to our Riverdale location. Most people have said how awesome that is for us. I think I disagree. At My Mattress, we love competition. We love it if you shop other places, but also give us a shot. Shop online or go to other stores, maybe even a warehouse sale, but come into My Mattress because we want our shot at winning your business. Come into My Mattress right now and see if better sleep and better pricing are what you'll find. Who do you turn to if you want to change out your wood or pellet stove? Advance Fireplace and Stove. They were voted the gold medalist for Best of Northern Utah for the second year in a row in the Fireplace Retrofit category. Be ready when the government's next wood and pellet replacement incentives pop up. Advance Fireplace can help you navigate the paperwork. For more information, call Advance Fireplace and Stove, 752-7272. Online, advancefireplaceandstove.com. Imagine your wedding day. Elegant, simple, yet stunning, stress-free. It's your day. It's all about you. Whether you're looking for small and simple or have a grander idea, the Riverwoods Conference Center will accommodate your every need. Choose the inside ballroom elegance or outside along the natural decor of the beautiful Logan River. A Riverwoods event planner will work personally with you to make sure your event is exactly how you've envisioned it. The Riverwoods Conference Center, where your happily ever after begins. Google Riverwoods Conference Center or call 750 The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Valvoline Instant Oil Change is now open on Sundays at 695 North Main in Logan. So if you've been meaning to get an oil change all this week, and even your Saturday's busy, you still have a chance to get it done on Sunday. Quick, clean, easy, how it should be done when it comes to an oil change. Stop in today, 695 North Main. Uh, Back to our full court press text line. 9315. We'll, We'll do our best to try to interpret Jason is less vocal on the top 25 Aggies. Gary Coleman would have told Eric's otherwise with an excuse me with baking powder or a swift kick in the Ritz crackers. Uh, okay, thanks, 9315. <laughs> I, I understood the first sentence. Okay, I'm not as, I'm not as vocal, I guess. <laughs> well, Your voice isn't exactly doing the wonders with this. No, it's not. My, my voice is... Uh, it's. Yeah, my voice is holding me back, man, but I'm I'm trying to push through. <laughs> okay, so a quick look in at what's going on at the Utah Jazz. We're now into the fourth quarter, about five minutes to go. Jazz had a lead in the third, and then Clippers went on like an 18-2 run. And so now the Clippers have a double-digit lead over the Jazz. But um, Bean, uh, his plus-minus is really strong, but... He's uh, only scored two points and pulled down two rebounds. 
but he's a plus 20 on the floor right now. Uh, but for the Jazz, a really good game for Leandro Balmero. 14 points so far, two steals, four rebounds, and uh, really improving his uh, outside shot. Yeah, finally making his shots. You know, he's 6 of 10, uh, 2 of 4 from 3, so it's a solid, efficient game. It's the kind of thing you want to try and see out of him. You know, after several games where he's, you know, going like 3 of 12 or 4 of 18 or whatever he was shooting, somewhere in that, in that, in that kind of range, that's not what you want to see out of a guy. Sometimes it's it's not horrible because, you know, he's getting practice and he's getting those reps, but you do eventually want to kind of see this kind of production, which maybe that's what he was working towards. He's finally finding his touch, or it could be one game. That's probably what it is, but it's a step in the right direction as opposed to just another bad game. Yeah, uh, Johnny Juzang, a lot of eyes on him earlier, and uh, he's kind of been hit and miss a little bit through the summer league. Started off, had a great first quarter, uh, 11 points early, and then has been kind of quiet since. He's got 14 points as of now, but um, he's uh, after he made all those shots early, he's struggled to hit much else. Uh, he's 3 for 10 from the field, 2 rebounds and an assist, um, but uh, there's... Like we said, about five minutes to go still here in the fourth quarter for the Jazz. Uh, really the, the final game of the regular Summer League, and then they look at the wins and losses, and they start to do their own little playoff. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll do that. And it seems to me like the Jazz are kind of mailing this one in or just looking more, I guess, even more so toward player development. It's hard to say they're mailing in a Summer League game because you just kind of mail in Summer League anyway. That's kind of the point. But... You know, Jared Butler's not playing. Bruno Caboclo's not playing. Um, so, you know, Taco Falls only played like 13 minutes. So some of the guys who you were expecting to be higher up, you know, actually playing, they're just sitting on the bench pretty much. So How about Taco, though? I mean, he's got eight points, nine rebounds, four blocks, an assist. Uh, he has committed five fouls. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's filling up the entire stat sheet, no matter yes. what. Just the entire stat sheet. Uh, it always seems like this guy resurrects an opportunity to make a, a, a roster spot from a stretch of games in a, in a league like this, and then in a typical NBA setting, he just doesn't see the floor. Yeah, well, you can't teach height when you're seven foot six. It it catches everyone's eye, and then when you get out on the court in an actual NBA game, you realize, oh yeah, he can't keep up with anybody, and he doesn't dominate the way you. Hope that a seven foot six person would. So he's in that unfortunate range of, I've got the tools, but I can't use them. So, <laughs> uh, so that's uh, if the game concludes before we get off the air, we'll uh, make sure we update you on everything that's going on. Uh, there are other games tonight, like um, the we know that Namiyash Keta and the Kings they will play a little bit later uh, this evening. Uh, the, by the way, the 76ers are killing the Nuggets right now in the second quarter, 44-17. to 17. That's awkward. Wow. Uh, but the Kings will play the Suns at 6 o'clock tonight. and believe that's on NBA TV on, and ESPN3. So we'll see how Nimi does. He's had a, a nice summer as well. Uh, 6543, getting back to our full-court press text line. Help me out here. The way I see the Aggie home schedule is one word, weak. Connecticut, bad. New Mexico, bad. UNLV, poor. San Jose, if like last year, weak. Weber State, not as good as they have been. That leaves one good team on the home schedule, 
Air Force. Am I missing something? No, that happens. You look at 2018, uh, you know, one of the best years in Utah State history, that home schedule was awful. Like, that's why they, that's why they I don't think they sold out a single uh, home game in 2018, despite the fact that they won those games by an average of like 60 to 10. Yeah, great roster and a great team. So, like, it was a great team, but it was like, oh, yeah, we know that we're going to beat San Jose 63 to 10. So, we're not going to come out in a late November game. You know, obviously, some people came out more maybe than normal um, for a late November game because they wanted to watch the great team. Yeah. I, I feel your pain, 6543, but it gets to a soapbox thing for me. It's like, why are you coming to, the, to these games? Are you coming to see the, the competition? Are you coming to watch New Mexico or UNLV? Or are you coming to support the Utah State Aggies? Because uh, the way I see that, uh, I see that as every time I go to a home game, I have a really good chance of seeing a win. I, I have a really good shot that any game I'm going to go to when Utah State's at home, their chances of, of getting a victory are really high, and I love to see my team win. Yeah, and it is – there are different reasons that people go to games. You know, me and you, we like to go support our teams. We go maybe no matter who they're playing. But then there's others, you know – this isn't, you know, a huge part of their lives, and so they want to see a good game. So they want to see, you know, when, uh, you know, a good team, you know, B- Boise State or BYU comes here or uh, San Diego State or whoever, you know. When the good team comes, they want to come see a good game. They might see Utah State losing. That's a bummer. Um, but they want to see a good, maybe, hopefully a classic game. So, and, But it does just and – so, and so we can't always understand why they think like that and they don't think like us. So it's, kind of, it's kind of hard for us to fathom that. Because we think the way we think. Right. And I, 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 I get the idea. Uh, I get the feeling that, that, that's out there, that, that attitude. Maybe that's a better way to put it. I, I understand it. But for me, it, but, and I think for Utah State as a, as a fan base, as an organization, it needs to be we're going to support the Utah State Aggie football team. The, the, the fan base just isn't that big. If that's what it is, it's just not big enough. If the fan base is only based on what's the game going to look like in the stadium between the two opponents who are there, then it's a much smaller fan base than a lot of people want to believe. Yeah, and that is the unfortunate reality is it is a little smaller, and so it's hard because there aren't enough of you. Because usually you have that, that section of Utah State or of any fans that are those diehards that will go – so it's about supporting the team. Nothing else. It's supporting the team. Then there's the you know the growing sections. You get further and further out into the fringes of the fan base. It's more of entertainment product. How good is the entertainment product? That's kind of ultimately what this is. And so you want to have the biggest section of those you know fanatics that will support the team no matter what. They're there to support the team. You know, come hell or high water or in our case, snow. <laughs> right. So for me, it's like. Do I want to go watch Connecticut or do I want to go watch Logan Bonner and Brian Cobbs and Calvin Tyler and A.J. Vongbachan and Byron Vons? Those are the guys I want to watch. I I think they're going to be a fun team. I think Coach Anderson and his staff are doing great things. I want to go see what that team looks like this year. How do they follow up what they did last year? The fact that UConn is the other team on the field is ancillary. What the Utah State team and its makeup 
that's what I think that people should be getting excited about. I think this is going to be a fun football team this year. Yeah, see, me, me and you, we're on the same page here as far as how we're thinking. Like, that's that's what I'm excited. I want to see how all this comes together. Yeah, they're going to ideally like just beat up on UConn. And so, technically speaking, it's a bad game because it might be a blowout. But it'll be exciting because me and you will be breaking down the details. We'll be looking at all these fun little things, and we're learning about the team because that's what we love. We love these things. But there's other people that say, oh, do I really want to get my three kids out there and parking and whatnot and just so I can watch Utah State win a blowout? As I say, it's hard because we think differently. Yes. And that's the frustrating thing is that we, we think differently, so it's hard for us to connect and really get together on, you know, even though we root for the same team, we love the same team. It's hard for us to, to feel the same way about them in some cases yeah. as a community. Well, and this would be a great barometer year for Utah State uh, as an athletic program to really figure out what is their fan base like because there's no BYU or Boise State at home. Yeah, There's big traveling fan bases of closet fans <laughs> from those to, those schools will not be in attendance. So this year is all about who really supports Utah State football. And, and that'll be a really interesting barometer year for, for Utah State Athletics. Well, especially after a really good year. Yeah. Because um, you have a really good year, and then you come back. It's like, all right, we know the team's was good last year, and there's, so there's, there's hype. So will they come out to watch this team now that they say, now there's some actual expectations. It's kind of like 2019 in a way, where there's some expectations. Although 2019, they had Boise State and BYU coming to town. Because we've had this like every other year schedule where Boise State and BYU were home games, and the next year they're not. And so there's like no sellout games. Right. They kind of find a way to alternate that. Uh, but it's going to be even harder with the, the BYU situation moving forward. Uh, all right. Again, another timeout here in the full court press. The latest on the NBA big deals. One deal has been signed, another one <laughs> in the works involving Donovan Mitchell. Is the other team willing to pay the price the Jazz may be asking? We'll debate that coming up. But first, uh, Mountain West Motor is Logan's newest truck and SUV dealership. Uh, drove by there today, drove, drove past their lot, saw a lot of great-looking trucks and SUVs on their lot that have all been specially customized for your next adventure. Go check it out in person at 615 North Main in Logan or check out their inventory online today, mwmotor.com. Ready for a parade of homes? Come to the RM Mills Construction Celebration of Homes at the Davis Creek Subdivision, 645 West, 2200 South in Perry, Saturday, July 16th from noon to 6 p.m. Over eight homes will be available to tour that day, including some ready for you to customize. Don't miss a celebration of homes from RM Mills Construction in Perry, July 16th with refreshments, bounce house, face painting, prizes. Find out more at millshomebuilders.com. Co-sponsored by Wheelwright Lumber Equity Real Estate, American Family Insurance, Beam Lending, Columbia Flooring, and Bank of Utah. With inflation at record highs, why buy new if you can repair your current machine? Daryl's Appliances factory trained technicians spend hundreds of hours in training each year to ensure your appliance is repaired right the first time. You can have peace of mind. They offer no risk service, meaning if you want to purchase new instead of repair, you can apply up to $95 of your service call towards an appliance purchase. See store for details. Daryl's West on Airport Road, open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. 
It's happened to us all. Red punch, nail polish, coffee or paint. This is Dow with Northern Utah Chem Dry. What you don't realize is using your own methods can potentially lock in stains within the carpet. ChemDry's patented stain removal solutions have successfully removed stains all over Cass Valley. If we can't get it out, no one can. So next time you spill, call ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry of Northern Utah. 435-752-6100. Hi, this is Bob Larson with LSS Insurance. Come learn how to make an informed decision for your retirement Medicare and Social Security. It's never too early to plan for the future. The third Thursday, July 21st at 7 p.m., come to a free seminar at our office. Call 752-9493 for details. We will answer your Medicare and Social Security questions. Come the third Thursday, July 21st at 7 p.m., call 752-9493 to RSVP. And walk-ins are always welcome. Hi, this is Ashley Nate, Operations Manager with Cash Valley Bank at our Preston Branch location. In celebration of our new branch in Preston, we would like to invite you and your family to our open house event on Friday, July 22nd. We will have food and prizes at our branch location next to Stokes Market from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. We are excited to bring the Valley-grown bank to Preston. Come and celebrate with us and discover what Cash Valley Bank can do for you. Member FDIC. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Napa Auto Parts has seafoam fuel treatment for $8.49 a can and hard-to-find diesel oils from Shell, Chevron, Valvoline, Amsoil, and Schaefer's all in stock. And if you're looking for work, join the Napa team. They're looking for drivers and counter sales. Uh, game has now gone final. Jazz really just waved the white flag in the fourth quarter. Getting outscored 32-9 to against the Clippers and lose 82-65. to So Jazz will uh, will finish their summer league at 2-2. Uh, two and two. Clippers will also be at 2-2. Two and two. Don't know if, the Jazz, if that means the Jazz will have any more games in the playoffs they break it down probably not I think so I didn't look up the form I'm pretty sure everybody will play at least one more game maybe or maybe not again I haven't looked at the format so maybe they only take the top so so many teams and then play a playoff Uh, but Justin Bean finishes with two points two (laughs) rebounds one steal and a plus 20 on the field second best plus minus on the team and he had two points two rebounds and a steal uh Really nice game for uh, Leandro Balmero for the Jazz. Finished with 19 points, six boards, two steals. Uh, found his shooting touch. He was three for seven from beyond the arc, which is great. Um, Juzang with 14 points. 11 of those came in the first quarter. Didn't really see much after that. Uh, but there's DeAndre Ayton signed it. Well, signed a, a sheet with the Pacers, and the Suns quickly answered it. Yeah, one of the one of the quickest matches I think I've ever seen. Uh, but the uh, the Knicks seem to be gagging a little bit on the offer from the Utah Jazz. The the Jazz want a lot in return for Donovan Mitchell, and they don't seem willing to quite give up five future first round picks. Yeah, I've seen as high as six future first round picks 
and like every young player the Knicks have, which is a lot for Mitchell, and so it's understandable the Knicks are kind of balking at it. Puts a lot of pressure on New York to make a deal because uh, they really want Mitchell. We'll see what the weekend holds and come back again on Monday. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. There's been a lot of talk about where Utah Jazz star Donovan Mitchell will end up this summer, but the team that's garnered the most attention has been the Knicks. The Knicks have had a nice offseason, landed Jalen Brunson, and they've managed to acquire a plethora of future first-round picks. The moves don't make the Knicks a contender, but they do make them relevant. This offseason has been a step in the right direction. The team now has a promising young core. R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson, and Brunson. We don't know what New York would have to give up to land Mitchell, but if the team can manage to send a package of picks without involving Barrett, New York can see some major improvements in 2023. Will the Knicks be in contention to win the East? Probably not. But if the Knicks can manage to hold on to some of their young pieces and pull off a deal, there could once again be hope in the Big Apple. And the hope right now is just to be relevant and be a playoff team. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.